welcome to Loinlander, the most unofficial Outlander podcast on the internet or anywhere. I'm your host, Megan. And I am your host, Joe, for now. Still. Still. We're here today to talk about episode 603, entitled Temperance. Yeah, we sure are. It's directed by Justin Tolotov, who actually has a lot of directing experience. Um, you've heard of the show Poldark, right? I have. A lot of Outlander fans also like Poldark. I do not, but it is quite popular. Um, and he's also directed a number of episodes of Doctor Who, which I thought you would appreciate. I love Doctor Who. Written for television by Shanae Fowell. I don't know how to pronounce her name. And I looked her up on IMDb. And she's written for like One Tree Hill is the thing that I recognized. Hey. And I'm like, okay, that's a wrap on that. So this episode, the title shot is a fire with a red hot poker. Ooh, drama. Drama. And the first scene we have is a baby in a basket floating down the river. Was this stressful for you? Because you get so stressed out when there are children in harm's way. I mean, no, because I know this show has done absolutely nothing this season. So I highly doubted that randomly killing a baby would just be the beginning of the show. And did you know when you saw that, that it was Henri Christian? Like, did you know that it was Marcelie's new baby? It was a pretty, pretty easy leap there. Yeah. Okay. And then you said, is good guy Roger going to save the baby? Good guy Roger did save the baby. Yeah. Although you weren't impressed with how agile he was. I mean. You didn't feel, you felt like he could swim. he, (laughs) He made, he made it an effort for sure. I mean, I've never tried to save a baby out of a river but it's like but you think you'd do better no i'm just saying like strategically you (laughs) should go past the baby and then let the baby come to you not jump into the raging river and try and like (laughs) run with it like i don't i'm not i mean heat of the moment heat of the moment for sure but i don't know it just seemed like i just just roger just another you know roger's instincts not serving him well there well he does save the baby and he's really mad at the kids because it's a bunch of children who put the baby in the I mean, basket. Valid. That's valid for right. sure. Yeah, because the, they wanted to see if... Because it was like if the baby was... If he floated... From Satan, he didn't float. Well, I didn't really get that. Yeah, it was like if he floated, he was from Satan. And then Roger says, he floated because he was in a basket. Right, yeah. Didn't make a lot of sense. No, and then the whole family is dealing with the baby in the basket scandal in the next scene. We've got... Claire and Marsley coming out of the bedroom. Jamie standing there with his arms crossed. Fergus is like sulking in a corner. Yeah. Roger is kind of like dripping. He's been given hot tea. And little Germaine is sitting there like looking kind of guilty at this point. Well, because he was one of the river, river <laughs> yeah, basket children. the brother children. was yeah. one of the kids that did this. Um, and I will say that I really feel like they're a family. Yeah. They've done a good job at making you feel like they're a family. Was Brianna there? I don't think she was there. I think she was there. Okay. And I, all I seem to remember from this scene was that um, Jamie didn't think it was a big deal. Or at least that's how it came off. No, he did. He was standing there with his arms crossed and he's like, bring those kids to me and there's going to be a punishment. Really? Because I thought he was, before that, he was kind of like, oh, whatever. And then Marsley was like, I'll throw them all in the river or something like And then he kind of like, like oh, realized, you're upset. I can be oh, upset. Is that a, yeah. Is that a thing? Okay, cool. I think it was like boys being boys or something like that. Like he tried to brush it off. Is that BS? I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember. We watched so th- it a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, so s- then Fergus storms out, sulks away. Yeah. 
and then he's sitting on a log his with his nine foot sleeve as you call it oh, this is why i don't know i'm sure i've gone on about this before but this is is why i hate when they cut off characters hands that obviously still have two hands because then he, every scene he's got this like nine foot sleeve because he obviously has a full hand and then, and then a, wooden... a fake hand <laughs> and it just every time i see it it just he looks like a like a elephant it's ridiculous yeah so Claire comes to talk to Fergus and she explains that Henri Christian will be surrounded with love and he will grow up happy and he could be educated. He could learn a trade. And I thought that this was quite sweet, really. Right. Yeah, it was. But then, you know, uh, this was actually like a decent Fergus scene where he turned around and he, you know, told the story about where when he grew up in the brothel and how <laughs> the how the, the little people were treated there and uh it was kind of a mixed bag because, you know, they weren't treated well, but they were, he said they were, they were, sorry, they were treated well, I mean, quotes, but, but from like a merchandise mm -hmm. point of view, which mm -hmm. is a terrible, obviously, way to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to, during this scene, I wanted, I was like, note to self, let's talk to Joe, because this actor, that was a long, detailed monologue, and I thought it was flawlessly delivered and i don't know if you're noticing but he's doing like his accent is half french half scottish like he'll put like a scottish lilt in it but he's got a french accent no he does a very good job uh the fergus character is bugging me this season but the fergus actor is not so maybe it's just been superseded by the character i don't know yeah but i liked when he said um because claire's like Jamie and I will never let anything happen. And he's like, well, you're not going to live forever. And neither is he. And neither am I. Like, yeah, no. It's, he's it's... like, quit acting like you two are these like immortals that can protect him. You're going to die and he's going to be left here as a little person. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I mean, as a parent, you know, it's, val it's valid that you would be concerned about your child's future. So it makes sense. But yeah. So she gets home, Claire gets home after, well, Fergus then runs away again and she calls after him, but to no avail. Then she goes back home and Mr. Christie is waiting for her and he's annoyed. Like, he's like, I've been waiting here for quite a while. Tick tock. And when she tells him what happens, because she's so mad and she said, there's a bunch of youngsters that put my grandson in a basket down the river. And I find him quite likable in this scene. He's yeah. genuinely horrified. Yeah, there, oh, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, I was just going to say there were parts of this episode, and I don't know you know, if it's just a turning of the character or just having a new director on it or whatever, but in, I felt um, Tom to be much less one-dimensional in this episode. Well, yeah, and then she says, I hope you haven't been encouraging them, and he's offended. He's like, I'm an educated man. I don't believe in superstition, and I'll let their parents know I disapprove, which that really could have gone either way, right? Because those kids think yeah. that the baby is the devil because he's different. Right. So that was a moment where I'm like, maybe he's okay. Yeah, and she's like, actually, Jamie's going to let them know because he's the boss. Bitch. Right, she's like, don't worry. Jamie's yeah. taking care of it. Roger goes to collect Aiden, who's one of the boys who put the baby in the basket. And he hears a woman screaming in the house. And good guy Roger. It's this was a big Good Guy Roger episode. It was. Um, he runs in to help the mother who says that her milk is haunted. And you were actually amused at this moment. When you saw Richard Rankin look in the milk and jump back. It was were, a funny scene. And he kind of mutters shit. You laughed and looked at me and said, 
what's in the haunted milk? I think this is the most engaged you were in the entire the most The most engaging thing, the haunted milk was, uh, in fact, this episode for sure is going to be called Good Guy Roger and the Haunted Milk. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, like, because it's the most engaging thing that's happened in this entire season. <laughs> this one scene. This is like the penultimate scene so far. Okay, so they have a heart-to-heart. And Roger tells her, because um, she's sad. She's like, am I ever going to see Scott? Sorry, you want to talk You didn't about- get the payoff. But everyone knows. In the milk, there's a giant frog. But they know. It's kind of cute. Oh, you want to talk about the frog? I like the frog. Okay. Anyway, that's, well, we got to let them know. What if they didn't watch? And they just tune they in just listen to, to listen to us talk about a, an a, episode of a Outlander they haven't watched. That's, oh, that's next level. Anyway. I think we're safe. Me too. Anyway, it's a frog. Spoiler alert. It's so funny because, um, yeah, when you listen to Matthew B. Roberts talk about these episodes, which I haven't listened to his podcast in so long because I can't stand him rambling, but he would always say, and spoiler alert, it's like, no, no one's listening to this unless they've already watched the episode. You would think. So, okay. I'm going to continue. Her concern is that she's never going to return to Scotland, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's like, am I ever going to see Scotland again? Spoiler alert, she's not. Okay. (laughs) I'm concerned that you're going to continue to say that. That'll be the last time I say it until the next time. Right. And he says, well, I don't know if if you'll ever return to Scotland, but he does promise her that he won't let her starve because she's scared... Not only that she'll never see Scotland again, but that she's going to starve to death in this horrible place. And he's mm-hmm. like, I won't let that happen. I believe good guy Roger means it because now he is good guy Roger. I, I agree. And I, I think it's important for the writers of the show to show this sort of interaction because he's integrating into the time period and bonding with the people and the community in this time period. Because um, if you recall... Last season, a mere year ago in Roger's life, he really didn't want to be there. He yeah, had a he was rough like go. GFTO. And yeah. if it weren't for Brianna, I think we can all agree that Roger would be living in the 1970s, right? We've seen yeah. him fantasize about hot showers and everything else. Yeah. So I think all of these good guy Roger scenes are twofold. Number one, he's he is a good guy even though he was portrayed as a mm. horrific misogynist in the first few episodes or in the first few seasons. Um, but also, number two, he's finding his place. So he's connecting. He's bonding. He has a sense of belonging. He's becoming a priest, Churchy Roger. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Brianna and Marsali, and we have um, little Jemmy coming up saying, room, he's holding the car. Yeah. And, he, and Brianna says, no more room if you keep you know, screaming or something. And he walks away and Marcelie asks about it. And you said, does she ever figure it out? Cause she's the smartest of them all. Is yeah. What you said. Yeah. Well, yeah. And she, she's gotta like, she's gotta know that's weird. Like, why do you call it a vroom? Oh, it's a sound it makes. It's like, well, also it? you designed him a little toy car and he says room, room as it drives. Like that's, right. that's yeah. not a that's 1773. Plus she also invented like a, like a spinning wheel. Or whatever the hell that thing is. Mm-hmm. Cotton gin? I don't mm-hmm. even know what the hell what that thing is. Anyway, Marsley seemed, yeah, seemed very impressed with it. Yeah. And it's efficiency. Yeah. Then we have Tom Christie's surgery. Sorry, can we just go back one? Like, is this going to, is this, I know we joked about it last episode, but is this really going to be like Brianna's role now? Where just like every episode, 
she gets one scene where she's invented something that already exists in modern times and then like then we move on like because didn't she did she do was there anything in episode one though did she invent anything she talked about how she about her yeah yeah so like episode one is matches episode or two is matches episode three is uh the the spinning wheel is that what it's called anyway uh something like that i feel like i should know um the spinning jenny that's much more intricate anyway um maybe maybe it will be but yeah like i just wonder if that's like the role they've found for her this year is just like inventor of things that's the right role already exists yeah that's the role for her for sure so tom christie's surgery what did you think of this um it was a good scene it was a good scene yeah and again this was uh this was a an interesting Tom Christie scene in that it it was interesting to me because you know they've basically Claire and Jamie uh, Claire especially has have poked fun at him about his faith about mm-hmm. his faith and mm-hmm. like he seems like this like faith loon mm-hmm. and she wants to give him the ether and he's like no my faith will get me through and but he she's took like, Jamie's whiskey too she's like whatever yeah that's yeah. true but it's like. He did it though. Yeah. Like he he toughed it out with with the word of his holy lord there and, and like he like he did it. He he didn't faint or he screamed at first but god who wouldn't? And like, you know, but so that was actually impressive. Like that's to show like his faith is that strong. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that was a that was a I feel like that was a real character moment for Tom. Like him or not, like it showed that his whether or not you agree with his character, his like personal integrity is very strong. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. And Claire and Jamie are really funny in this. Like their eye contact with each other is very funny. And when Jamie's reading that section of the Bible and it has to do with a hand or yeah. something, and <laughs> he leans over and he's like, that's appropriate. No. And you laughed out loud at that too. Yeah, no. I'm finding nuggets <laughs> in the... <laughs> like drops of water in the desert guys um but oh. yeah no but it was it was okay that was that there was some charm there yeah malva meanwhile is watching the surgery from the window yeah creepy little malva looking in the window and then uh she and ian go for a walk yeah there's some serious chemistry here yeah yeah and they're walking along and she asks him if his last name is fraser and he says it's murray my mo- my mother was a fraser which reminded me that this actress that plays Malva really looks like Laura Donnelly, who played Jenny. Where is Jenny and Old Ian? Like, do they just never come out? Like, well, in the, in the book, they're very pre- like they're present through letters, right? Right. But um, Laura Donnelly, she's long gone. She went and made that gone. weird sci-fi because show. I don't think did very well. When but. Brianna goes back in time, she goes and stays with Jenny and and Old Ian. But yeah. Jenny. Was he- not as old Ian at the time. Well, spoiler alert. What? I, don't, I don't know. She, oh, when she goes back in time the first time, or she go back. I don't know. Like you keep teasing me that they there's future time travel here. So I don't when know. Brianna, who was from the 1960s, went back in time to find Claire in uh-huh. season oh, four. Oh, okay. She she was supposed to stay with Jenny and Ian, but Laura Donnelly was like, "I'm not coming back." So instead, they brought back Larry. And she stayed with Larry. Right. Oh, sorry. Right. I thought you meant like there no. was upcoming no. time travel no, no. that you were spoiling me on. No. Um, and then we have the scene with Jamie and the hot poker challenging the kids to either touch the hot poker or to touch the baby. Right. And this and, scene was fine. 
I mean, whatever. Had to be there. You know, basically showing the kids that, uh, what was the, what's the baby's name? Christian? Henri Christian. So, yeah, that he is not actually, you know, the devil and you will not burn if you touch him and that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it was. And he belongs to me. Yeah. He belongs to God, but he also belongs to me. So everyone remember that. Right. Jamie, I feel like in this season is really like establishing himself as like the king of the castle. Like yeah. This is his little fiefdom and. Yeah. Like yeah. Lord Jamie of Loin Fraser. I don't know. Like, like yeah. he's. No, you got it. No, but he said that a number of times. Like he's trying to establish it with Tom, with the kids. Like I just, they never really talked about it last season. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like this, like he's really. Yep. Like I am the leader guy. Yep. Marcelli comes home to Fergus and he's drunk. Yeah, it's that's too bad. And at this point, you turned and said, "How much time is left in this episode?" <laughs> that is exactly what I said. It's like I just like I've had enough of drunk Fergus. Marcelli is so good in this scene. She tells Fergus that she killed Lionel Brown. Yeah, which, which you said it's like a double emasculation for him at this point. Was what you said? Yeah, he was already really feeling like he couldn't defend his family, and then when he found out that. You know, Marsley stepped up and took care of business. That was just the. I love the look on her face when she's like, I thought it would haunt me, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no. That was amazing. She's a great actress. Yeah. I can't wait to see what she does next. Yeah. I hope it's something great. Did you like when he said he was thirsty and uh, she said thirsty and then dumped the beer on his head and said, I hope that quenched it? Yeah, and you, you said something like, you know. You know, when Marsley takes that tone, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And then she basically tells him to leave until he's sober. And she says, I'll either have a whole man or none at all. And is there anyone out there who doubts Marsley's ability to survive without a man? No. Are you kidding? No. She's She's got it locked down. Like, Marsley is not married to Fergus to protect her. She just loves him. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's not, as we've seen many times, she is not a defenseless waif, you know, like a, a damsel right. a, a, in any way whatsoever. She's right. very much the master of her own destiny. But one of the things that we kind of skipped over during that conversation with Fergus and Claire is that Fergus feels like, because remember when Lionel Brown's men went and captured Claire, they hit Marceline and she fell, on the, she fell face yeah. forward. Yeah. So he thinks that the baby was born... A little person because of the fall and Claire's right. like trust me I'm a doctor that has nothing to do with it so he kind of blames himself for not being there true yeah he, he's taking it all onto himself everything like yeah like the everything's just a constant pile on like it was already he already felt bad about the attack then he felt like the fact that you know the baby was a little person's his fault and now he found out that Marsley had to, had to do the yep. dirty work herself yep. like it's just like which leads to the next thing we see with him i don't know if it's coming up right now but it's i feel like the next time we see him no next we have jamie and claire it's nighttime and they're talking just about the surgery with tom christie they're getting ready for bed and she looks in the mirror and lionel brown appears in the mirror so she goes to check on tom and she checks his head with her hand and you can see he's uncomfortable with her touch and then he asks her why she doesn't wear a bonnet and starts quoting the Bible. And she's like, are we back to St. Paul again? <laughs> Did it ever occur to you that that man had quite a bee in his bonnet about women? Like, she's so frank with him. Yeah, totally. Was he trying to... Like, did he think she was trying to get, like, 
sexy with him there like why did he get all like recoily and stuff well that's what jamie was explaining later on like men who've been in ard's mirror who haven't been touched like the feeling of a touch any touch just is so unfamiliar right right yeah um and this scene goes on for a long time like the conversation between tom and claire and then she goes to the kitchen to get him food and she's talking to the cat and you can see him being like, who yeah. is she talking to? Right. And then she comes in and she's like, oh, I'm just the cat. Don't worry. You know, it's not my familiar. I'm not a witch. And, he, yeah. and uh, he's like, I know you're not a witch. I'm educated. Like he spouts the whole I'm educated thing again. But I don't really believe him. I think there's like a little part in the back of his head that thinks she's of the devil. I don't know. I think he kind of likes her. And he's very competitive and weird about Jamie because he's like, I'm sorry I screamed when you mended my hand. Like, I'm sure Jamie didn't. And she she just says, like, all the Highlanders are very brave. He's competitive, but also, like, sulky about it. Yeah. And then he, I can't remember, like, he says something about, uh, you know, you know, did Jamie help me during the surgery because he thinks I'm his friend because I'm surely not. Or something like that. I'm one of his men. I'm not one of his men. Not one of his men. That's what it is. Which is an interesting stance to take since you came to claim land on Fraser's Ridge because Jamie said that any man of Ardsmere was welcome. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like it's, he's still, there's still like a bit of a resistance in him, even though he obviously, if you're living on Fraser's Fridge, you are... Like, you are one of Lord Jamie's men. Why did you call it Razor's Fridge? Mm, old habits die hard. Um, you know, it's... it's uh, Like, he is one of Jamie's men, right? Just purely by his existence. Because, I mean, Jamie could kick his ass off of the, the ridge anytime he wants, right? Yeah. So she goes back up to bed with Jamie. He tells her a long description about the touch deprivation in Ardsmere. And then the two of them calculate, based on the timing of when Tom was in Ardsmere that Malva isn't his daughter. Can't be, yeah. They're pretty sure. They're pretty sure. Then we're back to Ian and Malva, and I want to watch them all day. Like, enough with Sam Hewen and Katrina Balfe faking sex. Well, and Roger and Brianna. And Roger and Brianna. I mean, that's repulsive. Like, this is like season two of Rollo and the Gang. Malva comes in. Like, Yeah, like you said, I want to watch Young Ian and the Witch. Because yeah. the chemistry between these two actors, I actually think it's too good. I think it's too good. Well, because I was like, I was these like, guys hook up, right? And you're like, eh. I'm like, what? Like, when are they going to just start, like, making out and rolling around in the marsh? Like When they faded to black. Like, it was, it's so, if it's not, man, they're, they're doing the show a disservice because it's so Yeah, when you have two actors like that, yeah. Then Claire and Tom Christie have another scene together, like the final one where she's mending his hand and they talk about books. These two actors are great, but I was thinking, like, it's too much just two people talking in a room. You know what I mean? Like. Well, that's all this show is now, though. Okay, I know. And I was thinking about that, though. And think about, I was thinking about probably my number one favorite Outlander episode of all time was the Garrison Commander in season one. Mm -hmm. And it's just Claire and Jack Black in that room for the majority of the time. Jack Black, not in the show. (laughs) Black Jack. There you go. (laughs) In the room, talking. It's incredible. I remember you watching it and saying, this could be a play. Yeah. But the problem is there was so much more tension 
But those are two. You're, t- you're also talking about Tobias Menzies and um, Katrina Falls. Katrina Falls. They could just sit there and like read phone books at each other, you know, when Tobias Menzies could be making like stern faces the whole time. And it would be tense. It would be tense. It, That's like, true. You're James right. James Christensen, five, 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 two ways. Like you would, that would scare the shit out of me. It's scary just thinking about it. Like, but you know, so you can't, <laughs> you can't, uh, you can't compare it. Yeah. So Claire lends Tom a book, a book of fiction, and you said Tom is becoming less of a salty dick, and I felt the same way until he refused to turn away Richard Brown. Yeah. And then beats his daughter again. It's like, what the... Like... He had to test out that new hand. I know. That's what's like, so awful. Like, that's so... That was the whole reason he got his hand fixed. I know. That's it's, so awful. Hey, that's but, so weird. Well, and that's the thing... That's so weird. It was an interesting scene, though, and it was so weird. Because, like, I... And you read it differently than I did, I think. But the when he was doing it... Like, he didn't even look like... He looked almost like he was disappointed in himself that he was doing it. Like, he was almost just, like, going through the motions. Like, no, I don't... I didn't... I wasn't really looking at his face, but I'm like, you are a messed up man. Like, yeah. in the head. And also, like... Well, we can get into Malva later, but... No, we should talk about it now. She's 18 years old. Like, the next scene, Jamie runs into her, and he brings up the fact that... Oh, are you, like, he says something about her marrying and she's in no hurry. Like, she's like, oh, I'm not interested in getting married. It's like, why not? If I were her, I would marry the first man who could get me out of that house with Tom Christie. She's 18 years old. This guy is, like, beating her up all the time. Like, what? I mean, maybe because she's just been with Tom and all the other churchy fishing weirdos. Like, maybe there just hasn't been anyone... That she felt would be any better. Maybe they're all the same. Well, young Ian would be. A I'm, no, lot now, better. yeah, like young yeah. Young Ian and Rolo together would be great. Yeah, but did you notice Jamie was like questioning? He was asking her questions about when she yeah. was born and where she was born. So he calculates. He's like, for sure, she's not. And Tom she Christie's. was, but she was having none of it. She's like, why, why are, are you, you asking? Me yeah, this? like she's not a. She's not dumb. No, not at all. Dumb enough to stay in that house. Uh, yeah, I think her time there is limited. Tom Christie reads Tom Jones, and I've never read it, but I know that it was considered scandalous for the time. So I was surprised that she lent it to him, and he sends her that nasty note. Like, But that's such dumb. a Claire thing to do. To, like, you know, she probably would have done it just to, like, poke him, you know? Maybe. But, yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I mean, where I was like, oh, he's still, like, there's, like, little things where she still, he still thinks she's evil. Because, yeah, there was that little note that it basically said... This is something like, this, this is, is filth, filth. I and expected I'm, I expected more of you. More of you. Yeah. yeah. Then there's the party where they're collecting rent money from everybody. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. And Fergus and the couple get into the Oh, yeah. Well, because Fergus, Fergus sees some rando dude flirting with Marcelie, and she's in on it. So he's, he's... I think that's just her, though. Like, I think Marcelie flirts with grass. Like, I think she's just, like, chatty and friendly. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. She seemed... I mean, oh, she should be looking around no, at this point. No, <laughs> for sure, for sure. She's she's like she's not like hanging a sign out there open for business, but you know, at this point, you know, she's uh, she's got to start thinking. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Fergus sees that though, and it sends him off, and then he goes out and. Well, and then of, those that horrible yeah, couple. Yeah, it was the the churchy people. Yeah, the they say people something beak off. awful about his son. Yeah. And then. And him. 
and him. Um, and then Tom Christie, do you remember? He says, the Frasers have brought us in. We, like, don't disrespect them. Well, like, this he, is after oh, Claire Fergus, Fre- like, yeah. beats up the dude. Fergus beats them up. And then they say something rude about Henri Christian. And then that's when Claire screams, like, how dare you? And then Tom Christie, seeing that Claire is agitated, yeah. defends them. Which surprised me. Yeah. Well, but he should. They He's just slept in their house. Yeah. No, and it's true. Like, that that's what I mean, where he was like, I'm not you know, Jamie's man, but it's, he's very clearly, if he's not Jamie's man, he's a Fraser's Ridge man, you know, like he's yeah. somebody's man. Like he's, he's, he picked, uh, I was going to call it Razor's Fridge again. He, he picked Razor's Fridge over his churchy weird people, you know, like yeah. Yeah. In, that, in that scene. So then we have Fergus trying to kill himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which and- immediately I saw like, I was like, as soon as I saw that shot of him, sulking off into the forest i was i knew exactly what was going to happen there jamie finds him and he gives him a pep talk and it's a good pep talk yeah do you remember what he says he says something like um who else is gonna Make, it was, what it was, other useless person can show their son that someone this useless can survive or something yeah, it was I a weird know. backhanded <laughs> compliment <laughs> he did tell me he made good whiskey but then yeah he was he I mean, I kind of knew what he was getting at, but it was it was an interesting way to word it, especially when you just caught someone like Feeling trying to down, well, yeah, trying to slit the wrist. Yeah, it's like so. A, then obviously Jamie takes him to Claire. Claire helps him. Yeah, and then he joins Marsley and says, "Never again." Yeah, is this the end of Sad Guy Fergus story? I don't know. He just needed a good Jamie pep talk, like we knew. That this was all going to end with the Jamie pep talk, right? I guess, yeah. So we've got it now. We can turn the page on Drunk Fergus, the end. Right. The last scene, Redcoats and Major McDonald come with guns and something about a Boston Tea Party. I don't know the significance of it. The Boston Tea Party? Yeah. It was like a massive event leading up to the... Uh, American Revolution. Yeah, Yeah, I said I know that it signifies that the American Revolution is about to be. Sorry, guys, we're Canadian. We're not. We're not uneducated. We just don't really learn it that much in school. Uh, So yeah, it's a big deal. But but it's 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 a big tip off to Claire that you know this is you know the final days before the war starts. Yep. And that's the episode. Well, it is the episode. I'm really interested to see if and when. They're going to bring it around to, which season was it where they were in, was it Jamaica or where, where did they go? They were in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird season, but God, by comparison, seems incredible now. Uh, It's like so funny. You just don't realize what you got till it's gone. Oh, don't Uh, forget. No, no, no. Cause that, that season had like. She wore the same dress. I know, but like... wasn't that the one where, like, Galus was, like, the creepy Actually, blood yeah. witch? There was some... <laughs> and she had young Ian. Yeah, there was some all kinds of, like, com- like I said, comparatively speaking, all we have is a fucking frog in a bucket now. Like, that's and part of my language. Milk. And haunted Well, that's the haunted milk. Anyway, um, but in that season, I remember there was a part where Jamie and Claire met a bunch of people i can't even remember who it was like was it george washington or it was like people that were like very claire knew they were going to be very significant yeah in in uh in the the upcoming war and so i wonder if 
that's going to come back around now maybe i don't know it would maybe. make sense yeah. if, if you're writing it yeah. but yeah. but uh but we'll maybe see. not also Something... where the hell is lord john gray where's, where's lord somebody? john gray where's, where's john quincy where's myers john quincy myers where's uh and who i don't know and Aunt, Aunt hair dye what's her name oh um and jocasta where's jocasta and what's her buddy the big dude oh um it starts with a u Ulysses. Yeah, Ulysses. where's he, where's all these like the good characters? You know, instead I got to see Lizzie and those weird twins. Tom Christie. And, and Tom Christie and like I like freaky little witch Malva, but like I like her too. But other than that, like they set up a lot of great characters last season and it's like where the hell are they? Where are they indeed? Yeah. Not in this episode. Not in this episode. So what would you give this episode out of 100? I mean, god, these I can't even rank them anymore because Okay, fine. Let's not do that anymore. I won't do it either. Because okay. every time I ask you, you just go on and on and on and on about how you can't rank it and why you can't rank it. That's fair. <laughs> I give it a two. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> you had to say spoiler alert again, hey? One more time. What would you say is the best scene? The, it's the frog. The frog in the bucket. Good guy Roger in the haunted milk or whatever I said. Yeah. Okay, for me it was Malva and young Ian oh, in the marsh. That was a like, good one, yeah. Come on. That's like, that. you can't tell me that some... Like, Loiny out there is just, like, pounding out some fan fiction on their laptop right now. Like, if that doesn't happen, there's, like... I don't know. You know, like, in Maybe, the... yeah. And then Malva and the reeds, like... Blah, 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 you Worst know. scene? Uh, Fergus? Fer- yeah, just anything Fergus? with Fergus in it? Okay, MVP. MVP is uh, the blue. I'm going to give it to good guy Roger. No. Yeah, yeah. they said it couldn't be done. But um, this is this is this whole season. the The only thing that they've really are trying to do is redeem Roger's character, and uh, Richard Rankin is playing it well. So I'm going to say Richard Rankin, MVP. Okay. And you, Young Ian. I mean, he's good every episode. Yeah. Right? Thank God for him. Yeah, he's solid. That kid. Yep. That's it. That's the episode. That was a. Uh... That's that's our review. I if I had to give this something out of a hundred, I don't know. It would be like forty nine or fifty or maybe fifty one. This isn't an episode I would watch again. Like it's well, and a little it's, dry, it's guys. It's, like nothing is happening. Nothing happens. Like I there, I don't know. You're like, well, what's going to happen next episode? I couldn't tell you. There's no nobody. Like could. no character in this show has an arc. Uh, or at least not one that is noticeable to to anyone. It's 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 really too bad. Like because it's it really just seems like a show that is treading water and exists purely for it, its own existence. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which which is a bummer. Like I can't I can't even like even the stuff that that used to make me cringe isn't even there to I be know. fun. You know. I know. Anyway, whatever. Maybe. Episode 604 is going to be incredible. I want to see a bottle episode where um, where Young Ian and Creepy Malva just go on like a raucous adventure. With with Rolo. Yeah. And they I, run into John Quincy Myers. That'd be great. I want to see them like on a log and they go over a waterfall and then Malva casts like a spell or something like that. Like it's, yeah. it's going to be great. I also would like to see that frog again. I know that frog. You like that frog. He's charming. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's a wrap. All right. Well, Until have a. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time, have a great week. See you later.